Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Movies Be Like podcast. I'm Miranda. And I'm Ryan. And today, we're going to be discussing movie musicals. Shoo-wop-bop-boo-dee-doo. Scooby-dee-bee-bow. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And all the dancing, too, you can't forget. Of course. We have three new films over here. Well, they're not new. They're not at new. All. They're, at all. They're from the previous... <laughs> Century. Yes. <laughs> From the 20th century. Yes. We're going to be discussing Singing in the Rain. And Grease. And Little Shop of Horrors. But we're going to be discussing that one with a special guest, Casey Boyden. Our friend Casey Boyden is going to be joining us when we talk about Little Shop of Horrors. He's going to bring some fun facts, some fun little things to discuss, but that'll be coming soon. Um, He's such a wonderful man. I'm very excited. I'm, I'm excited, too. Um... So, Ryan, how are you doing? Oh, you know, I'm good. Well, as you notice that I uh, don't have a beard anymore, if you're watching it on YouTube, because I had to shave for the... He had to shave to be Seymour. I had to shave to be Seymour. And I had grown that out for like a month and a half. Mm-hmm. The longest I've ever done that. I'm sorry. It's okay. It was worth it. I think. I think I look... With the beard, you didn't look like Rick Moranis. I absolutely did Without the beard... I have a picture before and after. You look exactly like Rick Moranis. Yeah. Except just tall. The lips are more accentuated. The lips. Yeah, you gotta have those classic Rick Moranis lips. I have big Rick Moranis lips. Yeah. All right. (laughs) How are you, Miranda? I'm fine. Okay. Miranda, go on. I only have a couple more weeks of school left. Of a semester left. Which I'm very excited about because everyone's very worn out. From watching eight new movies a week, and <laughs> well, you were telling me about like how in the beginning of the semester, everyone's cameras are on. And now... Yeah, <laughs> now everyone's cameras are off and no one's talking because everyone's just so tired and doesn't want to be there anymore. You just get worn out of signing into Zoom every day. It's the same thing with my classes. I mean, yeah. unless they like force you to have the cameras on, where mm-hmm. like well participation points if you don't yeah we're we're not here to talk we're about not this. here to talk about zoom school but we Let's all know we all know how it is the movies okay yeah. so spoilers ahead Spo- for if you haven't seen sing in the rain sing in the rain Gre- 1952 <clears throat> grease oh my god grease from 1978 or little shop horse from 1986 then uh you know you know don't listen just listen or don't <laughs> listen just know that's gonna get spoiled for you um, but on YouTube, we will have those little separator things that can take you to when we discuss certain movies. So that way, if you haven't, if you've seen some of these films, but all, but not all of them, you can mm-hmm. skip to the ones that you have seen. All right, so oh. let's get right into Singing in the Rain, 1952, a movie that was released in the 50s, but takes place in the 20s, the 1920s, when Hollywood was making its transition from silent pictures to talking pictures. Which is a very, you know, groundbreaking time in Hollywood, of course, mm-hmm. because we still use talking pictures today. And they thought it would never catch on. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Sing in the Rain was actually written for the screen. It was not adapted from a stage play, which was unusual, I guess. For a musical, at least? Or yeah, because most musicals are made on the stage first, and then they're made into movies. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was the norm <clears throat> in the 50s, but like today, it's more normal for 
a musical to be put on the stage first and then made into a into a movie after that. Um, and about 30 years after its release, then it became a stage musical as well. It took 30 years? Yeah. Meh. Yeah, yeah. Meh. I mean, I don't really have an opinion on how long so, it takes. So, Sing in the Rain came out in 1952. Um, it came out a year after An American in Paris, which was a very famous Gene Kelly movie in 1951. And it was actually seen as a letdown at the time, after An American in Paris. And I've seen An American in Paris, and it is not as good as Singing in the Rain. Singing in the Rain was a letdown? Yeah. What? <laughs> Over time, it changed. Like, people's opinions changed. But they just, so many people loved An American in Paris so much, they were like, nothing's ever going to top this. And then it came, and mm-hmm. Singing in the Rain came out. And, you know, their brains were like, nothing's going to top this, so they didn't let it top it. Basically. You know how you make your brain not like things as much as other things? (laughs) Just to keep your opinion? Well, that's what everyone did. But anyway, over time, people were like, this is amazing. And then it became very famous. Um, And then, also, so Arthur Freed. Arthur Freed. Who is Arthur Freed? He's a producer of the movie Singing in the Rain. But he's also um, the head of the Freed unit at MGM which was uh, responsible for all the big glamorous musicals that came out during the time. And many of the songs that they wanted to use were already written, but they were written during the transition of silent pictures to talking pictures. So they decided that the film should take place during that time and tell that story, Um, which worked out really well because it was a time that they had all grown up in and that they were very fond of and everything. And, um, but they also did write some original songs for the film. Freed was a co-lyricist of all the newer songs in the film. Um, And then he asked Stanley Donan and Gene Kelly, they became co-directors of Singing in the Rain. And as soon as Freed showed them the script, they were very enthusiastic and they were involved in all the rewrites and uh, the, you know, the adjustments. And Apparently, Gene Kelly was, like, very irritable on set. Like, he, <laughs> uh, Why? he was very scary because he was very demanding of all, like, uh, dance-wise, <clears throat> especially of everyone, of all of his co-stars. Um, and it's been said many times that O'Connor didn't like working with him at all. The guy who played Cosmo Brown. He didn't like working with him at all because he was always scared that he was going to get yelled at. Um, which what? is fair. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you're a dancer... You just kind of get numb to the feeling of, like... <laughs> to people yelling at to you? To teachers yelling at you and demanding so much out of you. You just kind of get used to it. Um, but also, it's Gene Kelly. So, like, imagine working with the greatest dancer of all time. That is very stressful. And amazing, but mostly stressful. Because you... Like, Donald Carr had to dance next to him for, like, half the film. And And I... And that's so stressful. Yeah, I know. Every time I watched it, I'd always be watching Gene Kelly. In the most recent time, I had made it a point to watch uh, Donald O'Connor more instead. Yeah, instead of Gene Kelly. Yeah, because <laughs> I get it. Yeah, you know, there, there's obviously like a difference. There. But they're both they look so good next to each other yeah, too. But uh, pretty much like Gene Kelly, like if one tiny thing was off, he'd make them do it all over again. So they would have to like oh. film dance scenes so many times um it's insane but i'll get to that 
So uh, Debbie Reynolds, when she signed on to the movie, she did not have any prior dance experience. Gene Kelly taught her everything dance-wise, um, but she was a gymnast, so she had that advantage. So she had like the strength to be a dancer, um, which is a very it's a very normal thing for like gymnasts to transition into becoming dancers. Um, which Debbie Reynolds did. And good for her. Yes. And she was 19 during shooting and she still lived with her parents. She like took the bus to set and um Jane Kelly was 39. Uh so that's interesting, right? Yeah, I mean I didn't even really the 20 notice 20 year that. age difference. I didn't notice it on the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had no idea that there were yeah. a difference of 20 years. Mm-hmm. Debbie Reynolds, uh, a very famous quote from her is, The two hardest things I've ever done in my life are childbirth and singing in the rain. Because it was a very difficult film. How long did she train for? I don't know. But not very long, because they had to get into shooting. Didn't? I mean, you might already be saying this, but was she the one who got sick and still had to, like, dance, or was that... I'll get to that. I knew it. But no. Um, you're wrong. I know who it is. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, um, she was also dubbed over by a woman named Betty Noyes for only two songs in the film. Uh, Would You, the one that's like, Would You, Would You, and the very last song at the end, You Are My Lucky Star, the song that, um, Gene Kelly and... Debbie Reynolds sing together when he's like, that's the woman you you saw in the picture, or you heard in the picture. That's the woman you all know and love. And he, you know, pulls her on stage and they sing You Are My Lucky Star to each other. But she's being dubbed over. Which, and, and it's, <laughs> it's funny because she's being dubbed over. She's, she's being dubbed over when she's dubbing over Lena Lamont when she's singing Would You. So it's like, you know, <clears throat> there's a lot of layers to the dub in here. But all the other songs... Can you repeat that? There's a lot of layers to the dub? That's pretty To fun. the dub in here. That's pretty funny. Thanks. Um, but she is singing She is singing by herself, her real singing voice, in uh, You Were Meant For Me and uh, All I Do Is Dream Of You and in... Good morning, those songs, and anything else that isn't those two songs. She's singing, like in the beginning, yeah, when they sing "Sing in the Rain" for like five seconds before the opening credits. Are all of the times where they're singing is that uh, them getting a recording afterwards when they're not dancing, or are they? They're lip syncing. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um. So in. The Gotta Dance Broadway rhythm sequence, the part when Gene Kelly is like, I got a really good idea for, like, an opening thing for the picture or whatever. Like, uh, you know, like a pre-picture show thing. And then he explains the whole sequence of the Broadway rhythm, and then it takes you off into this, like, ten-minute dance piece. And then it cuts back, and the guy's like, I can't really picture it. (laughs) That's such a good joke. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh... So, that whole sequence was actually a late a late addition into the movie. They put it in kind of last minute because there was a similar sequence 
uh, like it in *An American in Paris* and *Freed*. Arthur Freed thought that it, the movie would do better if it had something like it in it. Um, and uh, Gene Kelly choreographed the dancing in it, and he choreographed it so you know Sid Charisse, the part when he sees the sexy lady in the green dress, surrounded by all the rich men flipping, flipping coins. coins. Yeah. Um, he choreographed that so that it wouldn't be apparent that she was actually taller than him. Because Gene Kelly's only, like, 5'8", like, and so is she. And she was in heels, too. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, a lot of hinges and a lot of, uh, they weren't ever standing up straight when they were facing each other. Um, so you never really see that he's actually shorter than her. Um, there's also censorship in the number. So there's this part in the piece... When there's like a jump cut. I really? Yeah. Have and you I've, noticed that? Oh yeah. I've noticed it every single time I watch it. And every single time I'm like, why is that there? But I never look into it. And I finally did. And now I know why. Why? <laughs> it's because of, you know, produ- the production code. Um, a lot of certain things were deemed way too sexual back then. And it was kind of ridiculous. So in that part it was like very risque for the time. And... There was a second where she wrapped her leg around him, and that was deemed too sexual, so they had to cut that out. <laughs> That's too sexual. So there's, like, this jump cut of, like, when they're dancing, where it just all of a sudden it, like, cuts to her, like, leaning back with her leg up in the air. And I was always like, why why did they cut there? And it's because she wrapped her leg around him, and it was deemed too sexual. So they had to cut it out. And you can't find it anywhere because all the negatives were burned in the fire. So, <laughs> it's gone. It's also, burned in the fire? Yeah. Also, Sid Charisse, she, you know how she smokes in the number? She has, like, one of those long cigarettes. That's the only cigarette she's ever smoked in her whole life. Which is very rare in the 50s. She, she, um, they thought that it would be very, um, you know sexy for her to be smoking so they gave her they and she had never smoked before she was like i don't know how to do this guys so they had to teach her how to smoke and so in the picture um she's the cigarette that she's smoking is the only cigarette she's ever smoked in her life and and she didn't like it so she just never did it again i mean i don't think you'd have a good positive experience after smoking a cigarette i know but in the 50s yeah that's true it was very normal to smoke like people there wasn't anything deemed wrong with it back then really so doctors encouraged it yeah so weird so she just she was ahead of her time health wise (laughs) she knew um and this is a very well-known fact i think but in during singing the rain uh, Gene Kelly had a fever of 103 degrees that day, and he still did it. He did it. He did the whole piece. And there's a lot of really long sequence shots in that in that dance. So. Oh my god. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he kills it. He looks so happy, but he just. He, he looks healthy. He doesn't look sick at all. It's funny though because you know how like that whole song. It's like he's in love, so he's all like. Daisy and stuff, and like he's in he's in a trance. He's really having, but it's be, but it's because he's he's sick. It's <laughs> just funny. Anyway, but I, I I bet all that fake rain felt really nice falling on him. Yeah, maybe I don't know. You used to say that that was goat milk. 
I heard that when I went to... I, I never believed it. <laughs> well, I heard that when I went to CESA, the a dance, like a dance program at CalArts. One of the guys, we had to go to this like musical theater seminar and this guy basically just lectured on Gene Kelly and Fred Astaire for like an hour. And I was like peeing my pants from how excited I was because he just kept showing parts from musicals that I love, like old musicals. And that's what he said. He said that it was goat milk and because it that way it would show up on the camera i don't know if that's true because i can't find that fact online every time every time i look at the movie and since you told me that fact i'm like but it was soaking the entire street in milk that's disgusting it was really funny though because um when he when he said that fact it was during the part where they he was showing singing in the rain and he said by the way, all that rain is actually goat milk. And then it cut to the part where he's facing up to the sky and it scans over his head and he's singing and all of it is like falling into his yeah. mouth while he sings. And everyone in the room went, ew. And it was really funny. Um, what if that was just a, a dumb joke that he said? Maybe. I don't <laughs> just, know. He believed it for like He actually met Gene Kelly too. He just saw him like eating at a diner or like at a restaurant. And he walked, and he approached him, and was like, "I loved you in this film," and it was like an unknown film. And Gene Kelly was all like, "Oh, you've seen that film that no one knows about?" I can't believe it. Yeah, you're such a good fan. Exactly. Thank you. Anyway, so there's also a Rita Moreno cameo in Singing in the Rain. You know who she is, right? Yes. She's in. She's very famous for being in West Side Story and for winning Best Supporting Actress. For West Side Story. And she was at the Oscars the other day. Remember mm-hmm. she introduced and she's like... She's like, I remember when I won my Oscar. She's fabulous. Yeah, yeah. She's like 90. She's still amazing and a rock star. Anyway. Um, but she's in Singing in the Rain. She plays Zelda, I think. I think that's her character's name. Um, Is Zelda one of the dancers? She's just always kind of on set. Like, remember the part when Lena's like, when Lena finds out that um, Kathy is dubbing her, and she's like, thanks for telling me, Zelda, you're a pal. Yeah. And she's like, no problem, Lena. That's Rita Moreno. But Mm -hmm. ten years before West Side Story. Um, Also, so Good Morning, the dance number, Good Morning took 14 hours to film. Why did it take so long? Because because Gene Kelly's hard. Because Gene Kelly's a perfectionist, and he and it wasn't getting there, so he just kept making them do it. By the end of the day, Kathy's feet were, or uh, you know, Debbie Reynolds' feet were bleeding a lot, and you know that last shot when they do the somersault onto the couch and it falls over, forty takes. Oh my god! Forty takes of that of that somersault of them somersaulting over the couch and then twirling and then falling back on it and then laughing like fake laughing i always thought that laughing Gene looked really kelly. forced now i know why when they lean back and they're like ah ha 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 <laughs> yeah it totally looks i was always like what this is this is so 40, funny it's a 40th take yeah because because <laughs> they're so tired they're like oh my god well do you think they used the 40th take probably not but yeah. like I'm sure they used somewhere in the middle, like, you know. It's a lot of film. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
All right, so last fun fact that I have. Make them laugh. My Ryan's, favorite. Ryan's favorite. Well, one of... Oh, it's so hard to pick. Well, it's you your know. favorite to watch. Yeah. So make them laugh. Uh, it steals the melody, actually, from Be a Clown, which is a song that was in a movie called The Pirate, which starred Gene Kelly and Judy Garland together. I actually danced to that song. When I was eight, my you first year. You danced to be a clown. Yeah, my first year on the competitive dance team, I, I danced to that song, and I did, I never knew it was Judy Garland and Gene Kelly, but yeah, it's like it says, "Be a clown, be a clown." Okay. All the world of the clown, and make them laugh is, yeah. make them laugh. <laughs> make them laugh. Uh, Don't you know everyone? It steals the melody. Did you know that when you would watch it, you're like, that sounds a lot like noticed. that song that I danced to. When Maybe I was if eight. I grew up watching the pirate as well, I'd notice, but I didn't. So, um, and Donald O'Connor, he should have died filming that. To be honest, he he smoked four packs a day back then. How do you? How how do your lungs function when you smoke? Four I don't know how he did. He's he said in like interviews that like running up those walls was like so hard for him to do, but he doesn't make it look hard at all. He he looked so energetic and he was killing it, but it's probably because he was just afraid he was gonna get yelled at by Gene Kelly. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't even look like he's panting that hard or breathing that hard at all too. Only when he, he was like lays smoking down. four I'm... packs a day. How Isn't ma- that how crazy? Ma- how many cigarettes are in a pack? Twelve. I have no idea. Probably. That's probably like 48 cigarettes a day. How many smokes in a pack? Let's look it up. Smokes in a pack. 20. 20? Well, look at, maybe it was different in the 50s. <laughs> in the 50s. Well, oh, it's still 20. 20. Okay. I guess so that's just the. That's 80 cigarettes a day. How do you have that? How do you have the time to like? No, you're just smoking constantly. I know that's just crazy. You, you finish one, put it well, out, yeah. and immediately light it. And also, one. back then there was no like, no smoking indoors or like, you know what I mean? Yeah. All right. So, what is your favorite song, Ryan? Of the piece. Your favorite song is "Make Them Laugh," right? Or to watch as well. Singing in the rain. I mean, yeah. Just the way that he he stomps through all the puddles. That's the one that we did our promo with. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Also, shout out to my mom for suggesting that promo. Yeah, it was raining. It was raining? The only day that has been had rain the past. It was raining, and uh, and my mom was like, "Here's, here's a suit. Go dance. Here's your dad's suit. Yeah. <laughs> and it fit. And it fit. So we did it. So thank you, Mom, for encouraging us to make that. Because I didn't even think about it. The one day that it rained. Thank God. Um, so, your favorite song. Make them laugh and sing in the rain. And good morning. And good morning. And, Mo- Mo- and uh, Moses. And Mo- Ryan, you can't pick all of them. Come on. If I... if If... If I held that list in front of you and was like, you can only pick one to listen to, which one would you pick? Singing in the Rain. Yeah. Singing in the Rain. I mean, it's funny that it's the title of the film. I also really but, love Good Morning. Yeah. I was That was my second pick. Mm-hmm. 
And Moses. No, stop. <laughs> you just you just contradicted exactly what you And Broadway the Ballet. Experiment. Yeah. That's a really good piece. And I totally related to it as a kid because I was like, I got to dance too because I'm a dancer. Just repeat it to yourself before you go on stage. Gotta dance. Gotta dance. Gotta dance. Me. Anyway, it's hard because we both love this film so much. That's that's like all we can say, you know. Um. What uh, what did you love or hate about the film? We just answered that question, right? What do you hate about the film? We love everything about it and we hate nothing about it. That's like the worst question you could ask. Ask me that when we get to Greece. Okay. Okay. Um, well, who's your favorite character? Kathy Selden. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Why? It's, it's just her entire personality and demeanor towards Gene Kelly and mm-hmm. the relationship that they built. Mm-hmm. And there's... It's just funny to watch her reject him and, yeah. like, do her own thing and then... But also, she's a dancing and she's also kind of an actor and she uh-huh. made fun of him for it. Mm-hmm. And she, she's just great. It's just a lot of dumb show. You know. That part's so funny. Because she's a theater actress. You've seen them But you've she's seen also one? trying to get into the pictures. And you've seen them all. You've seen one, you've seen them all. She's just breaking his heart. Mm-hmm. He's just completely breaking down his ego. <laughs> he, but, like, yeah. he literally just lands in her car. Imagine driving, and then, and then like, like, a huge Hollywood star just falls into your car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's... I think my favorite character is Gene Kelly. <laughs> Which is so basic, I know. But I love Don Lockwood. I also love Lena Lamont, honestly, because mm-hmm. she's just so annoying. And I can't stand him. And I can't stand him. And I can't... Stand him. Can't. Can't. It's so good. <laughs> it's so funny. It's funny how, like, all the musicals that we picked have, like, a high-pitched, like, uh, female character in all of mm-hmm. them. Like, this one. And then Frenchie in Greece. Yeah. Not, yeah. And kind then, of. And then Audrey in yeah. Little Little Yes. Yeah. What, what is up with that? I don't know. Okay. Well... I think we need to move on. Yeah, let's move film. on. We're going to move on to Greece now. Um, oh, boy. God. Time for me to talk a little bit. Well, okay, go ahead. <laughs> so. Give a little history. Hello, everybody. Next movie, Greece, released June 16th, 1978, mm-hmm. with the cast of John Travolta, Olivia Newton-John, Stockard Channing, Diddy Khan, Jeff Conway, and Dennis Cleveland Stewart. Wow, do you remember all those names, Ryan? Yeah, they're right up here in my head. Not on the notes page. Right there. Well, anyway, this movie started off as a musical in 1971 and then was later adapted into a screenplay um, and released in 1978. So there's a total of 24 songs and they're all awful. I'm kidding. They're they're all pretty good. They're the only redeeming part about the film. Yeah. If I'm being honest, yeah, here's a whole list of them, right? Oh my god. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Do you want to talk about your thoughts on the film first? Or should we do that after I tell you the fun facts? <laughs> Let me just get it out. Yeah. 
Miranda doesn't like this film. I whatsoever. hated it. We watched it, and I was like, "This will be fun." And then, as soon as I, oh my god, I hate it so much. You you were in a bad mood for several. I was hours angry for the rest the, of the day after the movie. None of the characters develop. All of them start out bad and just stay bad the whole film. They're all unlikable. They're all like the kind of people that I meet in real life that just give me anxiety that I don't want to be around. Because <laughs> so you it, just don't understand them. It felt like I was hanging out with a bunch of people that I that I don't relate to and that I can't, like, that just give me anxiety. Like, I, I the, so the entire film, I was just like, oh my god, I hate everyone in this. And, it, you know, John Travolta, his, the entire film makes you not want them to end up together because they're so clearly bad for each other. Like, every single time they talk, it's super confusing because they'll hate each other and then they'll make up for a second and then he'll try to, you know, harass her and then they'll get into a fight again. You remember... The good and then in the next scene, they'll be made up again. And you're like, what the a hell? A good example of that is the the drive-in movie scene yeah. where they fight in the car and then he like... They fight and then he's like, here's my class ring. And she's like, oh my god, thank you. And then he tries to touch her boob and she's like, I don't want that. So then, then he just away. attacks her and then she runs away. And he's and like, then, what did I do? I'm he's like, sad oh boy. my god, why I'm... doesn't why doesn't she let me touch her right boob? Like, what the... F- because you were an asshole. And then at the next scene, they're fine again. Yeah, it cuts to the next scene and they're like a couple. It, it doesn't make any sense. The entire film, like, loses focus. It's so random. It, do- it doesn't make any sense. All the characters are annoying and judgmental and, like, just rude. Like, they're just all awful and they never get better. They stay terrible the whole film. Like, I was so annoyed i i feel like i wasted two hours of my life it's a a long movie it i didn't know it was an hour and 51 Mm -hmm. and it really felt like an hour and 51 Uh minutes and i i get it it's a classic so i get it if you grew up watching it and you are fond of it for that reason i know that sorry mom i know that there are a lot of people who grew up and are fond of it because they just because they grew up with it but i know that a lot of people also know that it's bad but still are like I yeah. ha- I'm fond of it because I grew up with it and I guess I can understand that but oh my god this movie has aged <clears throat> like milk it is so bad the ending wait are you talking about when they drive off into the sky no the ending oh like how she just she totally just changed is like, her character she's just for like him. oh I'll just change my entire being for this man who's treated me like shit consistently for this entire film. Like, because that makes sense. Let's teach women to change for men. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And it's like... Ugh! Why? Also, why did they, Why in the film did they show John Travolta, like, trying track and Because he wanted to basketball? impress her. You don't remember that? I mean, that's why he was doing it. Because he, he, he she saw, didn't care. No, she rejected him, right? She rejected him for a while, and then well, got, she rejected. Can him I tell you? Can I tell you? <laughs> she rejected him, so she got with that jock guy who doesn't talk or have a single line in the entire movie, uh-huh. and he gets jealous. So he's like, "Let me try and do sports," and he tried all of the different sports and sucked at them except for track, and then he lettered in track. He wanted to get her attention, right? Remember when he's like running and jumping over the hurdles and then he falls and then I guess that's how he won her back. 
by running. Yeah. I don't get and, it. And it's weird that, like, I didn't really notice it, but it takes place over the entire span of a school year. And it, mm-hmm. f- to me, I, in my head, I'm like, oh, this is just like the first week of class. Cause like, I know. Because <laughs> I'm like, whoa, the, the dance happens immediately, and then, oh, they're graduated. <laughs> like, a sense of time isn't really, like, established very well. Just, things just kind of happen. There's not even that much dancing in it, to be honest, besides, like, the actual dance scene at the school dance. That part actually is dance. But That's the rest cool of dancing. it is, like... Well, in, in, in the songs, they have dancing. Yeah, um, but, like, barely. Like Grease it's... Lightning is pretty great. Well, Grease Lightning is... Yes, I know. But I'm saying... <laughs> I know. In the, in the whole, not much. There's not a lot. Because they all the dancing takes place on a prop. Like bleachers or a car or a stairs. Like, there, there's never, like, just dancing. It's always, like, on top of a prop. So they're very limited to what they can do. So it's, like, not as enjoyable mm-hmm. to watch. And... I don't know. Just the whole film. I couldn't... I was trying so hard to be like, no, you like this. And then I just got so angry. Because everyone annoyed me. And the ending teaches women to change for men who treat them like shit. I guess you'll never want to watch Grease 2 then. Grease 2 can't be much worse. I've never seen Grease 2, (laughs) but the trailer made it look so bad. (laughs) Well, of course it's bad. It's a sequel. Like... I, who who will think that Grease 2 is good? Like, that's the thing. When you go into Grease, you're expecting a classic good film. And then you get shit with good music. But it's still shit. Sorry. <laughs> if you like Grease, I'm sorry. John Travolta was like John a year Tra- older than us in this movie. Yes. Cool. That's... I mean, a lot of the people who play high schoolers nowadays are younger than us, as they should be, and they shouldn't be 35 like they are in Greece. <laughs> no one's 35, one person's 34, and the rest are, like, late 20s. But they all look too old. That's insane. Like, I can agree with you. They all look too old. They should not be that old. No. I can't believe that they made a high school movie with 29-year-olds. Like, that's crazy. they like, from 23 to 29, and then one person's 34. I think... Rizzo. Uh, Yeah. Uh, it's so weird. Stalker, Stalker Channing, is that her name? Yes. Yeah. That's weird. I know. That's they don't the, look that's like That's the other unsettling thing about it is that when you're watching it, it's like, oh, if these were played by like 15 to 18 year olds, I could like be more okay with like how annoying they are because I'll be like, oh, they're just kids. It's cute. But since they're all like late twenties and thirties, like... The entire time I was like, these are adults. These are adults I'm so who, uncomfortable. who don't know boundaries and are assholes all the time for no reason mm-hmm. and are just weird <laughs> and very horny and sexual. It's so weird. Do you want to know some fun facts about the movie after we just completely shat all over it? You know what? Sure. Okay. I'll be educated on a film I don't like. Do hmm. you know the actor Henry Wrinkle? Henry Winkle. Henry Winkle, not Wrinkle. Wrinkle. Henry Winkle. Do you know who that is? No. Here, let me show you. Sorry. This man right here. Oh my god, he's from Holes. Yeah. He's the guy. He's from Holes. That's not what he's He's the guy who says, I don't smell anything. 
I love him. It's not where he's from, but he's from Holes. I know. He is from Holes, though. People... <laughs> well, he was originally. Uh, he almost played Danny Zuko, <laughs> but he backed out from like being afraid of being typecast because that's what he would have looked like. Uh, he totally looked like a greaser. Whoa, that's weird. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> he almost played Danny Zuko, but I'm I'm, I'm kind of happy that I like him better in Holes. Yeah. Good thing he was in Holes. We already touched on everyone who that that he just looked way too old to be in high school. Yes. Oh, okay. So you know, don't read my facts. I'm not reading them. Okay. You look like you were staring. I'm right just, at my... I'm just. My eyes go where they go. Okay. Okay. I won't get mad. Okay. Mm-hmm. Go on. You know, Jeff Conway, uh, Kaniki, and Rizzo had like a relationship in the movie, and there was one scene where Rizzo has a hickey on her neck. Yeah. Well, the <laughs> Jeff Conway actually gave her a hickey because he really liked her, and he ended up marrying. Her sister. Oh. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Fun fact about Fun Jeff family, Conway. Fun family conversations. Fun family time. Mm-hmm. He married her sister, Rona. Okay. Yeah, anyway. Producer and co-writer Alan Card struck a promotional deal with Pepsi in the film, so they have, like, Pepsi products and stuff, but they didn't tell any of the set decorators, so... They had to black out all of the Coca-Cola labels that were, like, in the background of the diner scene, like, other things, and, like, at at school. That sucks. And, um... Wasn't even worth it. Nope. And the Pepsi deal expired after, like, 20 years, or right before the 20th anniversary re-release, and they could have removed all the black that they had to put in to cover the Coca-Cola. It's not worth it. But they lost all of the original film. Uh (laughs) Ah! That's funny. So... (laughs) Oh, well. Or lost the original print, so. Good. Uh, <clears throat> Grease Lightning was originally supposed to be sung by Jeff Conway, but uh, as he does, his character, Kaniki, does sing that on the stage version, mm-hmm. but John Travolta kind of used his power of being John Travolta, saying, no, it's me. <laughs> I'm gonna sing it. Oh, yeah. He kind of Saturday Night Fever really bumped up his ego. Yeah, he, right? he really swung it in his favor. Yeah. Uh, Kaneki, he also or Jeff Conway also like injured his back during the filming of Grease Lightning. Who like, did? Jeff Conway, Kaneki. Oh. Yeah, he like I think he it's the part where he lands on the car or something, or he jumps on the car oh. and he like hurt really hurt his back. Ow. Yeah. That really, it really affected his life after that. As most the, back pains do, they just yeah. have them forever. It's actually kind of sad, but I don't want to go into it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, John Travolta's older sister. Mm-hmm. He has an older sister named Ellen. Ellen. And, yeah, and she was she actually had a small cameo role in <laughs> this film. She was one of the the waitresses at the diner. Did you read my? Oh, facts? really? Yeah. Is she the one who like? When they're all when uh, when they put the menus over their face and then they all come over and gather around. No, that one was really old. No, that's not her. Okay, never mind. They're when they're looking at the TV screen. That's her right there. Oh, I see. Well, so she didn't really have a line. When Ry- no, she doesn't. Okay. When Rydell was like being broadcast and everything. She looks just like the female version of John Travolta. Yeah. Look at him. <laughs> they are, they look like twins. <laughs> no, there's a difference there. They they look like siblings. 
No, I mean, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, they look like if they... Like, I would believe you if you said that they were twins. I didn't know that he had a sister at all. Like, what, what's it called when you, when you have twins and one's a female and one's a male? I forget. <laughs> Are you talking... I was gonna... I thought you were gonna ask when they look different, but they were twins still. That's like... Potential. No, like if they were twins, but they were just d- different sexes. I don't know the name for that. Okay. Keep going. I know. So, uh, Alan Carr also reached out to Elvis to play the role of Teen Angel, the guy who sings Teen Angel, and like when oh. um, is it Frenchie's daydreaming in the diner of okay or looking for like an angel to guide guide yeah, her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He turned it down. <laughs> oh, he turned it down. He turned it down. That's funny. Yeah. Oh, there's also another odd fact about, or eerie fact about Elvis. So there's a song, I think it's when they're at the sleepover, they're talking about Elvis, keep that pelvis away from me. Yeah. He died that day where they when they filmed, oh. filmed it. Oh. Yeah, he passed away. That's so sad. So if he was in Greece, it would have been like his last movie? I, oh, God, I guess, yeah. It was like, yeah, because he was in a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. That's sad. Yeah, he, and everyone on set was like, this is really weird that we're singing about Elvis when he just The passed king has passed. Today. That's crazy. That's <sighs> so sad. Yeah. Well, to lighten your spirits about how much you absolutely love Greece, uh, last fun fact here. There's a planned spinoff series, musical on HBO Max. No! Titled Grease Rydell oh, High. Stop kicking the dead horse. It's, it's a prequel set in the 50s. What? There's no word on premiere date or episode count, is but it Par- like, Paramount Television is going to produce the series. Is it like baby? Is it like middle school Sandy? <laughs> no. And middle school Danny? <laughs> Wait, who, who, are they, who are they cast? Who would they cast with uh, modern actors now? Um... Does the, the, the boy from Stranger Things know how to dance? I mean, he can learn. He's young. He's a rock... He does rock and roll stuff. <laughs> yeah, he's in a band. <laughs> Dances. I forget his name. Finn Wolfhart. Finn Wolfhart. He, sh- <laughs> he, he plays new middle Dan- school Danny. Danny Danny's and then <laughs> And then who plays Sandy? Jojo Siwa. No. Jojo Siwa? I'm kidding. Uh... <laughs> No! I was thinking, like, uh... What's her name? No, she's too old. Never mind. I was gonna say Dove Cameron. I don't know who Dove Cameron is. But no, I think she was in... Dove Cameron was in, like, Grease Live. Or not Grease Live. Hairspray Live. She was in Hairspray Live. That's Dove Cameron. She's from Disney Channel. Oh. Yeah. Um, I could see her playing. Never mind. But she's too old now. She's, like... 21. She can't play a middle schooler. No. She's um, 25. Oh, never mind. She's old. She's much She. Sorry, people born in 1996. She'd be too old, old to now. be in Greece. <laughs> yeah, she'd you be know? way too old to play a middle schooler. Anyway. Um, yeah, so I guess we've said our, our takes on the film. Sorry if you really love Greece. I really didn't like it. I thought so, it was okay. Um, you didn't like it either, Ryan. When you really don't like a film, you're I think... Just, you're just saying that you that it's okay because your mom's probably listening. Sorry, Chris. Love your mom. You didn't <laughs> like it, Ryan. I, it is. It was annoying. 
But there were also parts that I genuinely found funny in like songs what? that I that I enjoyed. I don't well, know. There's the just some slapstick and about it. some stupid joking the, lines the that I found funny. The songs and just like the over exaggeration of their characters. I mean, the over exaggeration of their characters, like when they're walking, hmm. like it gets to be too much after a little bit. But like when you when it initially starts, it's really funny. Because you're like, this is so ridiculous. But then it just, like, keeps going. And then it becomes, like, more unironic throughout the film. And you're like, this is painful. This is painful. This is really painful. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Do you have a favorite song? <laughs> oh my god, I don't know. I think I just love uh, Tell Me More, Tell Me More. Summer Nights? Yeah, Summer Nights. Summer Nights, yeah. That's and... the classic one. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. All the other ones are like, uh, Grease Lightning's good. Grease Lightning, except for the one word that they keep saying. Why do they say, oh my god, wait, go Grease Lightning, you are supreme, the chicks will cream? They say cream? Yeah. That is so gross. (laughs) I thought they said scream, and then when we listened, we were like, did he just say cream? We were like, did we just miss that? And he said it again. That's (laughs) nasty. They're just overtly The chicks will cream. They just want to get girls, man. What? But that's such a graphic word to use. I would never in... I would never fucking say that. (laughs) That's just so weird. They should have said scream instead. How about the hand jive? What is it? What is it? Ryan's doing the hand jive. I don't... You missed a lot of it. (laughs) They also can't even see it in the video because your hands aren't in the... You're missing, like, the first... Yeah. It's slap your thighs, clap your hands, here, 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 fist, 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 da-da-da-da-da-da-da. I did the very end. That's what it is. Sorry if you're listening to this on Spotify. I bet you did it with us, though. We're gonna move on to Little Shop of Horrors. Be right back when our boy shows up, okay? Oh my god, he messaged me. He said... I'm here, but I don't want to interrupt your recording. Come get me when you're ready. So let's go get our boy, Casey Let's go Boyan. get our boy. All right, guys. Here is our special guest, Casey Boyden. Hi. Say hello, He's Casey. Here. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I already did. <laughs> I know. How are you doing? Fine. Yeah. I'm the guy <laughs> who Miranda said, uh, said that they didn't have the budget to do an ear effect in... Um, <laughs> Reservoir Dogs. In Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> He's the guy. I'm the guy. Let me say our friend said this fun fact about a film. Yeah, it's him. It's always Casey. <laughs> so this is Casey. Casey loves Little Shop of Horrors. It's his favorite musical. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so he's going to share with us some fun facts, some history, right? Yeah. Yeah. I got history and I got fun facts. Fun facts, all right. <laughs> We're just jumping right into like... It was weird, well, do you like, wanna... writing these down, it was, like, researching for, like, a for like a speech. Yeah. <laughs> it's how it feels every, every time yeah. we do this. Should we talk about our... Thoughts on it. Thoughts on it first? Sure. Okay. Ryan, <laughs> go first. My thoughts about it, huh? <laughs> yeah. What exactly do you want to know? Well, your review said that maybe you want to be a dentist. <laughs> so, I didn't really know what you meant by that. <laughs> well, I was actually referring to the role that Steve Martin was playing. Uh, so you want to be dentist. Steve Martin? You like to cause people pain? Yeah. And drive motorcycles and hop off them and let them stop. <laughs> and go like later. And then have it stop next to you? <laughs> yeah. 
I think it was great. You like to fly yeah, in from I, the sky. Well, those are all the things that a typical dentist does. Yeah, so they own, that makes sense. I also want a shrine to my mom. Um, in my office. <laughs> oh, right. Or no, not even in my office. I want it inside. The closet. In a, the closet. In some random closet in the yeah. dentist office. In one of the rooms okay. where I have yeah. it on my yeah. patients. Steve Martin, his entrance is just amazing. How it just mm-hmm. cuts to him. Yeah, on the motorcycle. Yeah. motorcycle. Oh my we God. all like screamed, <laughs> even though we knew it was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. Um, I, I had a dream last night that I was watching Little Shop of Horrors, but in it... Uh, it was Steve Martin. It was like a version of Little Shop of Horrors where Steve Martin wasn't in it. So Rick Moranis sang the dentist song, but he sang it like in third person. You'll be a dentist. <laughs> yeah. No. It was oh. like it was like. Uh, That's what the real oh, yeah, is. Yeah, I'll be a dentist. <laughs> when he was younger, <laughs> and, it was like, and it was really weird. Well, my favorite song in the film is either Dadu or Dentist. Those are my two favorites. Yeah. And I love Rick Moranis, so Seymour <laughs> is, of course, my favorite character. Yeah. For me, it's Dadu or um, Grow For Me, mm-hmm. which is nice, because when I listen to the soundtrack, it's one after another. Yeah, exactly. Don't have to skip around. They're back to back. <laughs> Since we're talking about the soundtrack, I have a fun fact I can share about it now. Please. Okay, show, sure. Which is that <laughs> every single song, except for one, is different in the movie than it is on the soundtrack. Do you want to guess which oh. song is the same between the movie and the soundtrack? Dadu? Yes! Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god! <laughs> Dadu is exactly the same. Everything else is like a different version. I knew it! it because just... <laughs> we were singing along with all the ones and then... And, and that then... was the only one we didn't mess yeah. up. Yeah, that was the only one where there wasn't like a pause before... God. In Grow yeah. For Me when we both were like... Yeah. <laughs> now! <laughs> <laughs> it didn't happen. Just because it's split up so much and they had all these scenes in the middle yeah. of the song. Yeah. Alright, do you want to talk about the history of the film? Yeah, I'll talk see? about the history. Okay. Uh, I mean, I have notes, but... Okay, go ahead. I, I know, I just wrote them down to remember in case I forgot. Okay. I mean, you, I know you know most of this. Apparently until five minutes ago, Ryan didn't even know that there was a 1960 version of the movie, mm-hmm. the original version. I think I just forgot. <laughs> well, this is going to be really interesting to I you, know, though, I because... Know. So, <laughs> how did... The, the story behind the original movie is that, so Roger Corman, the guy who directed the original movie, uh... He was having lunch with this small studio manager, like this rental studio, I think in Hollywood. Maybe not. doesn't matter. Um, and the this manager mentioned that they were wrapping filming um, at the studio for the current movie they were working on. And Roger Corman already knew what the sets were, so he was like, leave the sets up. I'm going to write a movie just based around the sets that are already there and give me two days to film it. Wait, so really? He brainstormed it. In, he brainstormed the idea for the movie in one day, <laughs> and he hired actors for one week, one of the actors being Jack Nicholson. <laughs> yeah. This was his first movie that he was in. That's crazy. <laughs> and he plays Bill Murray's character. Yeah. Um, the, the dentist patient. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And it, it, it be, the movie became a cult classic, and it was famously known as... In, like, a joke in Hollywood yeah. as that movie that was made in two days. <laughs> That's so funny. So. I didn't know all that. Yeah. So, <laughs> it was, That's like, fantastic. the whole idea is just because, oh, there was a flower shop set. Yeah. And it, the whole movie <laughs> takes place in that flower shop. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then when it came to making the Broadway show, um, which came out in 1982, David Geffen, who's the director of the Broadway show, 
like someone brought the idea to him and he was like that's the worst idea i've ever heard and he did it <laughs> <laughs> like it's this movie that's no- known for being terrible this joke in hollywood yeah. he's like yeah yeah let's make it <laughs> um and i watched some interviews uh like, of people coming out of the show being all excited about it. And it's all people saying, like, normal stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just... <laughs> there's this one dad holding this infant daughter, and he just goes, Kinky! <laughs> he doesn't say anything else. It was just really funny. I'll show you the clip later. It's really okay. good. But it's, like, all these people talking about, like, normal <laughs> things to say about a good play that they liked. It's just the dad with his infants just says, Kinky! <laughs> He's looking right at the camera. That's so weird. It's really weird. <laughs> but anyway... Mm-hmm. Then after the after the Broadway show, uh, I I believe it was the the same guy who did the play was involved with making the um, mm-hmm. like or at least like he had some kind of credit like a producer credit or something, but <laughs> so the original idea for the movie, which was which was going to be a musical ba- based on the musical, it was going to be shot for under six million dollars. They were going to shoot it dirt cheap. And it was going to be produced by Steven Spielberg and directed by Martin Scorsese. Oh my god! <laughs> like, what a pair! What? Which I think is just so weird that they're like, let's make this dirt cheap movie with these two like biggest <laughs> like movie makers of all time. Yeah, yeah a very <laughs> tiny budget. Yeah. <laughs> what the heck? And it ended up being the most expensive movie Warner Brothers had ever made uh-huh. at almost thirty million dollars, <laughs> just because. Well, they recreated a, a block of Skid Row, mm-hmm. and obviously the plant budget was yeah, very high. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I just thought it was crazy. It was going to be a Steven Spielberg and Martin Scorsese movie. God, I probably uh, wouldn't have liked it as much. Well, it's hard to... Well, again, it's like we think the movie's perfect as is, so yeah, anything exactly. else, like, I can't imagine being as good. Exactly. Or, I mean, it would just be different, you know? Yeah. It would be a popular movie. Yeah. <laughs> that we would exactly. know people who had seen it if it was, like, a Steven Spielberg, um, <laughs> Martin Scorsese movie. That's crazy. And they wanted... The studio wanted Barbara Streisand for Audrey. No. <laughs> but David Geffen, who did the play, yeah. was like... I want to cast the same actress from the play. Mm-hmm. Because oh. Ellen Green was Audrey in the original showing of the play. Aww. And that had never been done before. And as far as I know, it still hasn't. Because yeah, play actors aren't usually mm-hmm. like movie actors. Yeah. But for something like this, I think it works because it's like intentionally campy. Mm-hmm. Because it's sort of like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, it's not supposed to be like movie acting. It's supposed to be like stage acting almost. Yeah. In the movie. Yeah, and the whole movie set looks like a stage. Yeah, so. it's like it's clearly indoors. Yeah. With yeah. Like a pa- painted mural <laughs> yeah. in the background. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and then, well, my next note is the plant. The plant. I have a lot of <laughs> notes oh on God. the plant. Um, so Lyle Conway created the six puppets of Audrey II. Um, this guy worked on the Muppets. He was like a sculptor and... Uh, oh. like builder for the Muppets so he'd worked with Frank Oz before and you know he'd done that kind of stuff before um, I wrote down a bunch of numbers no one cares about it 15,000 handmade leaves 2,000 feet of vine 11 and a half miles of cable it's big no- oh. <laughs> what? Wait. well because like the puppets are like they're not electronic yeah they're like like they have cables running inside of them to move all these individual parts mm-hmm. so yeah, those are the numbers. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, they're big, but, like, you know they're going to be big. Yeah, Because they yeah. built, a, like, 
six varying sizes of plant from yeah. like four inches to 12 feet tall. Yeah. So it's going to be a lot. Um, let's see. 11 yeah. and a half miles of wire is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of wire. Um, the, the smallest version of uh, Audrey, of Audrey 2, the lips were modeled after Ellen Green's lips so that it would look like Audrey. <laughs> And it would make sense for it to be Audrey, too. That's really funny. It's just funny to picture, like, Seymour, like, recognizing his crush's lips on a plant. And, calling and like, naming it after <laughs> That's funny. It's really good. Oh. Um, yeah, I wrote down a quote from Rick Moranis. I'm not gonna read it, but it was just funny, because he was, like... He was talking about how, like, when the plant was acting, he really, like... And he was acting, he really, like, just felt like it was another actor. Mm -hmm. Like, on set, like, he was, like, just talking about how he would kind of forget that it wasn't, that it was just yeah. a puppet, and he'd kind of think of it as just, like, mm -hmm. a big, ugly guy. <laughs> <laughs> and he made a joke about how, like, between takes he would talk to it, but he would never talk back because the 50 people controlling it would yeah. all be on break. <laughs> yeah. But, um, like, in the behind the scenes, it is crazy because... Well, I mean, I talked to you guys about this before. The two biggest versions of Audrey, like, physically couldn't be moved fast enough to lip-sync the audio. Mm hmm So, they played, for the second biggest version of Audrey, they, um, of Audrey 2, they shot at 16 frames to play back at 24 frames, and then mm -hmm. for the biggest version, they shot at 12 frames. So, they were playing the music for the biggest version at half speed. Okay. So, all the scenes where there's an actor, like in the scene singing with Audrey, they're also lip-singing and moving at half speed. <laughs> and apparently it was just a huge pain, but it looks, yeah. it looks so good. It does. Like, like the, all the puppeteering in that movie is great, but like whenever it gets to feed me, and it's like that side view of Audrey singing, mm -hmm. I like freak out at how good yeah, it looks. Yeah, yeah. Like it's amazing how yeah. good the puppetry is in this mm -hmm. movie. How, <laughs> that's such a challenge to act at half speed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. It never looks like sped up either. No, it doesn't. Like they did a really good Wait, job. Wait, so when they're looking at each other and they're like, "If you want yeah. no rationale," yeah, that part. Oh my god. Well, he's so he's cool. not acting at half speed because okay. that's the they're shooting at sixteen frames, so he's acting at like three quarters speed. Okay, but still, roughly or it two looks thirds so good. speed. It looks really, really good. They did a very good job with it. That's so funny. Um, when when Audrey is like Audrey two is saying her lines. Um, I forget who voices Audrey too, but was he like on set actually saying his lines or was someone else just like dubbing in for him? I'm assuming they were all just pre-recorded. Okay. And I mean, assuming if they had to do it for with the bigger plants, they had to play it slow anyway. So it was definitely had to be pre-recorded. Pre oh, right, 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 right. True. Um, I was thinking yeah. about that, like, like, like how in Star Wars, like with Darth Vader, they had to dub in all Darth <laughs> yeah, Vader's yeah, lines yeah. later. <laughs> That'd be funny, just some guy yelling, like, yeah. muffled behind a wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the voice of Audrey, yeah. too, Eddie Murphy was considered, oh, but really? not chosen. Oh. <clears throat> That's hella funny. I don't remember who's the actual voice, but I can't imagine any other he, voice he's now. He's not really, I, I, I forget his name, I but I know up. that he's not, like, but, much else. It's yeah. um, funny. I, w I was looking at the, the director of the 1960 version of the movie. Mm-hmm. Sudry Voiv, you look. I, I know. <laughs> I'm Levi typing Stubbs. really Stubbs. Levi Stubbs. This is is the voice of Audrey mm -hmm. too. Yeah. Sorry, go on, Casey. Um, I was gonna say, that director. If you go on his IMDb, his biggest like first credit is for Little Shop of Horrors, 1986, which he's only credited as a writer because he wrote the original. Who? Wait. The guy who directed the original 
1960 oh. or whatever. His biggest credit on IMDb. Like, of, of his, like, top four on there or whatever. Yeah. You know how they list, like, the most, like, well-known things? Uh-huh. The, the, the biggest one is Little Shop of Horrors, 1986, yeah. which he had no involvement with. Yeah. Except for the fact that he wrote the original. Mm-hmm. Um, how sad. Just, yeah. <laughs> just rubbing his face that someone else yeah. did it better. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I did it in two yeah, days. Yeah, he, he did not He did make do it in two days. Well, I tried watching it, and I only got, like, yeah. ten minutes in, because I was so bored. Yeah. And I was also like, this isn't Rick Moranis. And it's not musical and fun. Yeah, it's like 70 minutes. It's yeah. so short. Have you tried watching it. it? Yeah, it's on Canopy. It's like all the charm of it comes from it being like a musical, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And like inspired by like a stage performance. Like the idea isn't that, it, you know, interesting. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, uh, <laughs> Audrey 2. Remember when Audrey, gets, Audrey 2 gets the gun and shoots at Seymour? Yes. yes. Audrey shoots 12 times, and it's a five-shot revolver. Yeah, I was counting it when we were watching it in the movie. I'm like, That's they so shot way funny. too many. It's really good. That's so funny. No, it means he. It means Audrey reloaded. With one of her vines. <laughs> With bullets that didn't Must exist. be a deleted yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, just looking at, like, the engineering of... Like, you guys gotta watch this behind the scenes. Like, the engineering of... Like, especially the bigger ones. Like, the mechanical vines that are, like, moving around. And, mm-hmm. like, there's, like, behind the scenes of, like, the one that goes up his, like, shirt. And it's, yes, like, wiggling around. Yes, 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 But, like, the craziest part is just seeing the behind the scenes of them puppeting, uh, or puppeteering, uh, like, the biggest version of Audrey. Where it's, like, it looks like a factory. It's, like, 60 people. And they've all got these huge joysticks. And they're, like, sweaty and out of breath. And That's they're all controlling, so cool. like, one little part of it. Like... Like, they have to just know what the thing does, because there's no way they can even see what they're doing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, they just have to memorize a movement and do it to, like, the like to the music. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's, like, because it's all just, like, mechanical. Like, they're just physically pulling, like, cables that pull parts of the plant. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently, the like, the big puppets would, like, fall apart by the end of each day because <laughs> of the movie. They would have to, like, spend, like, three hours each night repairing them. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and just, like, getting them to look good again. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Um, part of your world from Ariel was heavily inspired by Somewhere That's Green. Because it's by Howard Ashman. It's by Howard Ashman and it's the same song, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Same syllables. Oh part my god, of your world, it is. Somewhere That's Green. It's the same thing. Somewhere That's Green. Yeah. Part of your world. That's fun. Yeah. They also, Frank Oz apparently let a lot of the actors, like... Um, like give their own input for ideas for what they wanted the characters to do. Like I know for Bill Murray's scenes, they're almost all improvised. They seem like it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Frank Oz was just like, as long as he's a sadist and you're a masochist, I don't care what you say. Because <laughs> he had like hardly any lines in the script, so that it, it was it's mostly improv for Bill <laughs> That's Murray's. So part. funny. And then it was Steve Martin's idea to punch the nurse in the face when he walks into the dentist's really? office. Really? He was. It, it was scripted That's that so he would good. put the gas mask on her and then she would pass out. But it was his idea, and I think it's so much better. He just walks it's, in. Yeah. It's so shocking. Yeah. He just walks in and punches it's her right so in the face. so funny. And then he hits her again with the door. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God. When, God. We, when we watched it, we forgot that Bill Murray was the masochist. Oh, yeah. So we were, like, in there. shock when he just was, like, there on he his was, seat. He like, sitting there, like, yeah. like this. Yeah, all excited for his appointment. Because the the last time I'd seen it, I didn't like it was like seven years ago. Mm -hmm. The only thing I'd seen him in was Ghostbusters, and I barely even remembered Ghostbusters. Yeah. So like I didn't even really know who he was when when uh, the last time I watched it. 
Mm-hmm. So we all like it's the DVD got stuck there. Yeah. <laughs> it just like it, did. The, it just like jumped and it was just like Bill Murray sitting in a chair and was frozen there. We all screamed. <laughs> And then we had to rent it. And then we had to rent it to watch the last 30 minutes of the movie. Yeah. Four dollars. <laughs> yeah. Because the DVD was... I like how, how you were like, you were like, back then I had seen Ghostbusters, but I barely remembered it. Now look at your shirt. No, look look at me now. We cosplayed as that. Ghostbusters shirt. <laughs> the actor for Mr. Mushnick yeah. uh, is named Vincent Gardenia, and he was just hired because his name has Garden in it. And Gardenia? Frank Oster- <laughs> is it Gardenia? Gardenia. Could be. That makes way more sense. Yeah. Regardless... Yeah. It has Garden in the name, and Frank Oz just thought that was funny, so he hired him. Um, did you know there was a TV show based on Little Shop of Horrors? There was? A, it was a TV it show. It was a Saturday morning cartoon based on Little Shop of Horrors called Little Shop. Uh, and it's not scary. Audrey 2 is just like a... It's called, it's called Audrey Jr. And Seymour is like a child, just like a kid. Who works? He, and he gets like a job at the flower shop. And Audrey too is just like a mischievous, like always getting Seymour into trouble. Oh my god! <laughs> and I watched an episode last night, and uh, Audrey too raps for part of it. It's like oh. a funky, like '90s cartoon. Oh my god! Uh, it's very strange. Um, and Audrey has eyes, which I don't like. Uh. Wait, did Rick Moranis voice it or no? No, 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 none of the, none of the original cast or crew involved. There's Seymour. And, um, Audrey, and some bully character. The dentist. No, but he has, maybe he's, maybe, I don't know. Uh, what else? Oh, this is good, this is good. So, Aliens, none of us have seen it, but it's a sequel to Alien. Yeah, we've seen it. You you have seen it? Yeah, Yeah, we saw the second one. Okay, well, I haven't seen it. Okay. Um... It was being shot at the exact same time, next door to Little Shop of Horrors. Really? <laughs> on the same studio, literally, like, right next to each other. Um, and apparently what happened was, um, on the set of Aliens, someone accidentally loaded a shotgun with real ammo and blasted a hole into the set of Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> what? Why do they have real ammo? Wait, why? No one... <laughs> Why do they have real ammo? No, it just, it seems like a pretty big oversight to have real yeah. ammo. <laughs> but apparently that happened. And no good, one was injured. Good thing they weren't shooting oh at each god. other. Rick Moranis didn't get killed. Oh my god. I would, oh my god. I wouldn't, I wasn't alive. <laughs> You're like, I would have been so upset if that happened. <laughs> he was only in Ghostbusters and you were not born yet. <laughs> it's true. You, you just would have never known the joy. Yeah, of Little Shop of Horrors. Of Little Shop of Horrors. So this is a... You're... <laughs> if you don't know this, you're going to be really amazed by this. Okay. So this is a deleted scene from the uh, the, the full version of the song, The Meek Shall Inherit. Mm-hmm. There's a dream sequence that I know you know about, mm-hmm. because there's a blooper reel where they show a clip from it with like a bunch of columns and he's running yeah, through yeah, like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's like a dream sequence. It's an extended version of that song with like a dream sequence where he's like being surrounded by, like, contracts and stuff. But there's a there's a reference in it I think you might like. Wait. Wait! <laughs> no way! <laughs> this is... There's a singing in the there's rain reference? There's a singing in the rain reference. Oh my god, and it's the ballet part. But then she runs past him down the plant. Oh my god! <laughs> but I... I th- this is, like, I didn't even... I've... I've never found anything about this. I was just watching deleted scenes. And I freaked out when I saw this. I was like, oh my 
God. She falls in love with Audrey, too, instead. <laughs> well, it's like the part of the song where he's like, will she still love me without my plant? That kind of thing. Yeah. Like, she, like cause he thinks she just loves him because he's, like, famous because of the plant. Uh-huh. That's fantastic. <laughs> but That's crazy. I was like, I can't think of a more perfect fun fact to share on this podcast yeah. about singing in the rain in Little Shop of Horror. That's so funny. I love that. So... That's the last thing that I have. Okay. Perfect. Um, so there's an alternate ending to uh, Little Shop of Horrors. There's a director's cut and a theatrical ending. The theatrical ending is where Seymour uh, survives and electrocutes Audrey too until she explodes. And then he gets his happy ending <laughs> with Audrey. It's somewhere that's green land. The places they both wanted. Yeah. And then in the director's cut... Um, uh, uh, the Audreys take over the world and they eat Rick Moranis and Ellen Green and and they just take over the entire world and there's like 10 minutes worth of footage in the alternate ending where they're just like taking like people are buying mini Audrey 2's and then they grow and then they just eat and take over destruct the entire world and it's worth mentioning this isn't really an alternate ending this is the yeah, director's this, cut this is the original ending this is what frank oz wanted because yeah. it's similar to how the play ended yeah and but he decided to go with the happy ending because because when you see it on stage you get to see even if everyone dies you get to see them all come out at the end and bow and you get to see them again it's like closure but in the movie seeing rick moranis get eaten that's it He's gone. Yeah. And I would not be able to handle that, because I love Rick Moranis so much. So So you have to remember, when you play your Blu-ray, yeah. you go to the special features. I have to go to the theatrical ending. play the theatrical ending. ending. Yeah. Anyone who hasn't seen this movie, uh, don't rent the director's cut, and if you're going to buy it on Blu-ray, go to the special features and play the theatrical yeah. cut. Yeah. It is better. It is better. It will not make you feel extremely <laughs> sad afterwards. Yeah. <clears throat> well, we all love this movie very, very much. It's all one of our favorite musicals, for sure. Yeah. Or One um, of my favorite movies. <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite movies as well. Um, thank you, Casey, very, very much for being on today's episode. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for, for having me. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> it was fun. All right. We will see you all in two weeks when we talk about more movies. More movies. Oh, I'm not going to reveal it. I'm not going to reveal it. We always it. almost reveal it and yeah. we don't. Yeah. We should give a hint. Um, I don't believe that boy has ever been to medical school. That's the, that's the end. <laughs> okay. That's, that's a solid enough thing. You really gotta think I, I about mean, it. I yeah. mean, anyone could figure out what that means if they <laughs> care enough to <laughs> look it up. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Catch you next time. Peace. 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 <laughs>